He ain't leave college for this. One, two. Impact the scholars with this. Welcome to a new episode of Four Side. This your boy Arden talking to you. It is currently, I believe, maybe February 23rd or 22nd. 22nd. You know, it's one of those 22nd. days, man. Uh, yours truly, you know, I've been. I've been undergoing a crazy 48 hours, you know. I was just in Syracuse for a couple of days. Salute to my people at Syracuse University who held a brother down during my quick day trip. Had a chance to go to the university, be on the campus, see the legendary Carrier Dome. Caught a game last night, you know, uh, saw the Tar Heels of North Carolina versus Syracuse Orange in a big college basketball matchup. And it was a great time. And, you know, I'm starting to realize, ladies and gentlemen, that, like, traveling is just dope. But you just got to travel here and there, you feel me? Because when I was growing up, I just didn't travel a lot just because of my circumstances with my family. doesn't mean my family was bad. <laughs> you know, it's just we didn't travel a lot. But, you know, at 24 years old, I'll probably say the last couple years of my life, I was starting to become a aspiring, traveling, you know, extraordinaire. So I'm trying to get to that point. So I've been able to travel, I think, up and down the East Coast. Um, I want to go back to Toronto soon because I've been to Toronto pre-Drake. So after that's gonna be a whole nother experience. Been to Houston. I wanna to go to Cali, but I also say this before, you know, I'll go on to introduce our guest for today's episode. If you live anywhere where there's like a couple of nice towns within like five hours from you, you have a Greyhound on deck, you feel me? You got the mega bus on deck, just take a quick day trip, bro. I'm telling you, just take a quick day trip. Undergo a different experience, learn how to grow. My my dad and I had a conversation about this not too long ago, and, and he told me, he was like, he was like, you know, folks could look at it and think, oh, you're just traveling to nearby towns and stuff, but, like, there's folks that don't even leave their neighborhood, let alone their town. So you get to experience different things, and that's going to help you grow as a person. So, again, salute the pops for the wise words of wisdom and again just traveling again salute to the folks in Syracuse man you guys made it right as I was walking through the streets and playing God's plan but I have a special guest on the show today um you know this guest and I we had the chance to meet I'll say I think it's only right to say a few months ago we met at the Lil Yachty pop-up shop it was on a Saturday afternoon it was in lower Manhattan I forgot the name of the pizza place but salute to the pizza place that held it because the pizza was good can't front the pizza was on point. I got like two slices and a soda, root beer. You already know how it go. And um, we just had like a great conversation. I remember we was eating pizza outside, and we spoke for maybe a few minutes, but we instantly connected. I got your card, mm -hmm. and this lady to the right of me, she is just somebody that is really a content creator. She is a creative. Um, I've seen her with the work she's done at Universal Records. She's a student at NYU, and she's also an aspiring filmmaker and doing those things. And she actually has an upcoming film coming up that I've been sharing online and plan on donating to because she's a very good person. I have my friend Danny here with me. What's going on? Hey. How's Hi, everything everyone. with you? Good. Um, Intro was solid? Yeah, no, really. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm surprised that you like knew all that info. I yeah, like, I got to. I got to do my research. It's only right because, you know, it's year. It's funny because we were talking before the show and you're, you're like, I, I see a lot of things that you've been doing. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I see a lot of things you be doing. And, <laughs> you know, just like I said, you know, Danny, she's really just a creative. She's really just a creator. And she just floats around working <laughs> on projects but they, they happen to be a stuff on 
you know, of good quality. So I know you genuinely care about these things, and you know, and you also have to be smart and creative enough to go to NYU. <laughs> so uh, just to really kick this off, you know, just explain to us where you're from. What are your earliest memories in getting to the arts and music and things of that nature? Sure. Um, so I was born in Wisconsin. I was just talking. Uh, we were. I kind of am from the border of Minnesota and Wisconsin, so kind of in the middle of nowhere. Um, but my dad was super into videos and like digital video because that was at the beginning where you could have a camcorder and stuff. So he let me play around with the camera all the time and I had always loved to tell stories. Like I loved to draw and like write little books and stuff. Um, and I just love the idea that you can like make nothing into something like so quickly without that many resources. So. Um, as I grew older, I just experimented more and more with like video, and I think I uploaded my first YouTube video when I was like 10, mm. so it was what, 2006 or 2005 okay. or something like that, yeah. and I remember it was like a video, it was like a time-lapse video made in Windows Movie Maker of Windows me Movie. drawing a robot. Taking it back, <laughs> Taking it back yeah. And my username was Freestyle Soccer 101 I ain't gonna find that's low-key tough. It was pretty Freestyle cool. Soccer 101, like yeah. you would've blew up with that. <laughs> Like, yo, you saw the new video for Freestyle Soccer? <laughs> yo, Freestyle dropped a new video? Freestyle, freestyle soccer? soccer? Yeah, like, go youtube.com slash freestyle, freestyle soccer 101. That, but I love that because it, it brings back memories for me of, again, like, when, when I started off, let's say, with writing, I remember being in the third grade in elementary school, and our teacher would, like, make us write books. And like we made like these little coloring books about whatever we want. And again, this is like third grade, so people in the class, boys and girls, obviously, they're doing like princes, princesses, monsters, and whatnot. Yeah. And this was basically like the early sound of me being the sports head that I am yeah. because I decided to make a full coloring book about Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. And I was just so into sports at that time, I'm maybe like nine years old, that I literally did like a detailed coloring book of Michael Jordan, like this <laughs> when he was born. This is what happened to him in high school when he got cut. He went to college and did this and that. Then he went to the pros. And I remember my teacher looking at me and was like, something's wrong with you. And like, you know this much. Like, real talk, they try to put your boy in special ed. What? This is because, I swear to God, I swear to God. Because they try to put me, this because I was like so into sports. And I would literally talk sports and write about sports all the time. Like, me and my dad have a good laugh about it to this day. Because, and what's crazy about it is, you know, and you mentioned how, you know, your, your dad has an interest in film and, and, and video. Mm -hmm. My family on either side, mom and dad, aren't into sports. It's, sports <laughs> is just something I picked up on my own and just developed this crazy-ass fandom to. Mm -hmm. And you came from a family, even if it was at least one member, where you picked up that love from. So I, I thought it was pretty dope and it took me back. At that time, some people are like that, like they just know what they like. My brother, my brother's first word was ball. Ball, yeah, he plays and he plays football to this day. That's he real. That's my mom. <laughs> I, I, I still think my mom's lying. Sorry, mom, but I still think my mom's lying when she says, like, one of your first words is basketball. For but real? I keep it because it sounds good to the story, you right? Know what I mean? Like, ball is really life, you know? Yeah, I think my second or third word was snow. Snow. So that's the most interesting one. That is that interesting. I have. Snow. Yeah. Snow. And the thing is, too, 
ex parents would be like, all right, how did I say snow? Did I say it clearly? <laughs> or, or was it did like you on, just assume that I said snow? Or was it like on like Ghost Adventures where they like, exactly. they like kind of hear something yeah. and they're like, mm-hmm. and you're like, like yeah, back. we're sticking with it. Like yeah, we're, we're sticking with it. We're sticking with it. But growing up in Wisconsin, though, especially in the part that you grew up in, where it wasn't like you know you was necessarily living in the big city of in the big cities of Wisconsin. You're growing up in basically like isolated areas. Yeah. So I think people would just wonder like, how do you really become this creative of a person where realistically speaking, or I guess according to perception, people just think if you're growing in growing up in isolation, like how how does your creative senses just build up? How do they create? Because again, I grew up in a city my entire life. Mm-hmm. So growing up in a city my entire life. I could draw inspiration from anywhere and anybody. Right. So how were you able to do that? The internet, probably. Yeah. Um, the internet, for sure. Because, yeah, like you said, it was a small... It was like a farming town. Yeah. So there's not a lot of diversity in any way at all. Mm-hmm. Whether that's, you know, beliefs or the way people look. Like, everyone mm-hmm. is white. Um, and everyone has similar kind of interests. Um, it wasn't bad. Um, and I think there's... Now I do have special insights as to the life of people farther yeah. away from the city, especially now that I live in a city and I know mm-hmm. what that's like. But um, I think it was just, yeah, the internet, like being allowed to be on it, yeah. <laughs> I think was a major one because my dad didn't only... I talk about my dad a lot just because specifically to this area, like yeah. he was very into it. So like... Well, actually, so give your dad his credit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want my mom to feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mentioning her. Mom, but like, you did your thing, but... Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he was just really encouraging and he was very adamant about the fact that like internet stuff and social media stuff was going to be really important Mm -hmm. to not only just me having fun, but also to potentially have a career because he believed in the future of it. So I think like just parents allowing their kids at that age to explore things is really important. Um, and also just like ridiculous amounts of practice and just doing it over and over. And what you just said, true, what you just said just now is 100% true that, forgive just me saying, well, I hope all parents right now do that. I honestly hope I do that when I become a parent, which is just, simply put, it's just outside of instilling confidence in your, in your child or your children, but it's also just letting them create their own path, you know, mm-hmm. letting them become their own person because we like our generation is in a time where we're at a point where we're really trying to some will say like rebel and find our voice but a lot of that's because like the previous generations they were just telling us like what to do literally every step of the way and be like you have to do this you have to do that and it's like you're telling us to do these things despite the fact that the circumstances are clearly changing mm-hmm. to where your way of living at our age it's not the same anymore and it's still like that now and you're seeing a lot of people trying to figure out what they really want to do despite going to college you know or despite going to college and having a job like I have friends who went to universities and got their jobs and got their places and suddenly at 25 or even 28 years old are having to readjust and try to start anew because they realize that the path that they're going on wasn't necessarily a path for them people put them on that path right so i just really wanted to point that out because i can really relate to that because of the fact that i've been on my own path trying to figure things out and just me wanting to know whether or not things will work 
mm-hmm. you know, and I just feel like that's very critical. So again, I, I think your parents did something that a lot of parents should do. You just gotta let kids know. Right, yeah. You have to let kids know. And just to continue on, again, with the, the, with the Wisconsin upbringing, how was it like suddenly living in New York City? Oh, complete culture shock. Yeah. It was ridiculous. I think I, like, I didn't, like, really sleep or eat for, like, four days. I mean, I would sleep, like, a little bit, Mm -hmm. but, like, it was, like, my body was, like, on high alert mode because of all, like, the stimulation that was going on. Yeah. So, basically, my parents just, like, dropped me off in New York at NYU. I knew not a single soul in the entire, Mm -hmm. entirety of the city. It was absolutely wild. Like, it was just like a whole new set of rules for everything because for walking for like people honking horns it took mm. me a really long time to get used to that because like you know in my hometown people honk a horn they're like saying hello to you or something yeah. you know it's so, like i'd be looking every time someone would honk and it was just like yeah it's like no nobody's saying hello right just and, get out the way and i remember walking with a girl who i had met that day she became kind of like my weird like city mentor yeah. and we're walking around the city at night and and she was like don't look anyone in the eye i was like what are you talking about because yeah. i was looking at everybody she's like don't look at them especially not men because they'll think that means that you want to talk to them they'll yeah. start talking to you mm-hmm. and so like i had to learn all of these new rules that's real it's, it was crazy especially the eye contact there's nothing weirder than catching eye contact with somebody that you didn't want to catch eye contact right <laughs> like it's it's so weird especially walking in new york because and like there's there's different ways to get out of it unless you catch <laughs> eye contact with somebody and there's acknowledgement mm-hmm. then it's like okay cool but when it's like bro you really just looked me in my eyes for like <laughs> two seconds longer than you should have and i'm uncomfortable dog like you just made me <laughs> so uncomfortable like it could become a problem like yeah. that's how weird it is yeah like it's like a, it's a problem and it's and it's also tough too because of the fact that like there's like an unwritten rule among black men that if you see another black man and you guys have eye contact you just have to acknowledge each other like there really is i've seen is. that before and like, i was very really confused like, <laughs> like it gets to the point where if you look at each other you just go yeah what up man and it's like and it'd be like do you guys know each other it's like no it's just the code <laughs> Let's let each other know we out It's like here. the Jeep wave for the, yeah. the the men. My dad used to do the Jeep wave to mm-hmm. all the other Jeep drivers. Mm-hmm. It's just what <laughs> Not we to minimize that. Uh, I, I get it. I get it. It's just what it is. It's like, you know, it's like bus drivers. You see another bus driver. Yeah. It's, hey, how you doing? It's like, hey, man, I'm here. You know, I'm, I'm absolutely here right now. <laughs> and it's just keep it at that. Because someone want to take it over. And it's like, dude, you can't. Just, we had our moment. <laughs> Then let's go on with our day. Well, whereas in Minnesota, like we'll be on the bike path in the middle of nowhere, like biking along, complete strangers walk by. Hey, how's it going? Literally, you will say everyone will try to say hi to you, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And it and now it makes me so uncomfortable. I'm yeah. like, why do you? Why do we need to talk? I'm never gonna see you again. That's <laughs> like, you know what's crazy? The older I've become, the older I'm getting, the more isolated I'm becoming. Like, I really am. And the thing is, I'm a, I could be very social, but at the same time, this other side of me is also like, I'm like cool being by myself. <laughs> like, I'm really in, like, I'm, like, my dad's like, don't try to be like me with that. I'm like, I, I picked it up from you. Like, I am <laughs> comfortable being by myself. Like, yeah. like, I just can't help it. But along the way with you, you know, living in the city and uh, going to school here and, pursuing your dreams here 
you know, what were some of your first working opportunities, you know, to work in your craft and to work on your interests that you built up? Um, first ever, like while I was here? Yeah. Um, well, I started out not having a job the first year I was here just to get used to everything and just lived off my loans. And then I had a brief internship at the Webby Awards, which was just like an office job. Mm -hmm. And then my junior year, um, I got a job at Universal Music Group mm -hmm. as a content development rep, which basically means it's a fancy way for saying I shoot videos for them. Yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> um, so for like usually their newer like developing artists that they're trying to make like take off mm -hmm. and you know doing other miscellaneous things like that. Um, and that's interesting because it's to have that opportunity where you're basically a director. Mm -hmm. That's a big spot mm -hmm. for a college student. It's really cool. And it blows my mind even more because I was already impressed when you told me you worked for Universal. Because I, I knew I knew somebody that used to work for Universal a few years ago as like one of the higher, higher ups. Mm -hmm. So I've always had Universal in my mind because of that person. And so when you told me, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, that's what's up. Mm -hmm. So you tell me director, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> that's crazy. Jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, it's not like I'm directing like music videos or anything. I mean, sometimes I'll do like unofficial or like lyric videos. Like I think I'm shooting like a vertical video or like a lyric video like next week. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's more so cool. just like it's it's more just like you're a person who like I think the big corporations are trying to realize the value in like online kind of content yeah, stuff. Got to. Yeah. Right. It's like it's like they're they're starting to pivot now. So like this is a very new job. I think I was the first person in New York because they have positions all over the country to get mm -hmm. this specific job because it's newly invented. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they're starting to realize like how they need to pivot to keep making money. Mm -hmm. So I, I basically, they just want people who, I mean, just people like me basically, who can do the Young editing, people, the shooting. versatile, you know? Like, yeah. Because that, that's just what it is these days, man. Like people that are versatile, people that are young, it's just the time is now for that. Mm -hmm. TV numbers are going down. Like people don't have cable anymore. Like, seriously, if you go into a young person's place, it's getting to a point where you'll be surprised if that person has cable. Because mm -hmm. people are streaming now. People are like, oh, let me stream, let me get the fire stick. Mm -hmm. But it's just the bigger point of, again, like, young people, especially people your age, because, what are you, like, 21? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm acting like it's a big difference. I'm 24, you're 21. But, like, that range in particular, 19 to 22, is, like, a great range. Because... Yeah. I, yes, I grew up in the internet, but I'm also getting to a point where even though I grew up into internet and I know the internet, you guys between 19 and 22 grew up in it, but you guys really were nurtured and molded by like the last 10 years of the internet. Right. To where you guys are in a great spot to where now it's like you guys clearly know how to handle this. Mm -hmm. Or somebody like me is like, yeah, I can know how to do it, but even then, like, I can still go like, well, what is that? Like, um, mm -hmm. okay, you guys are at a point where you guys basically know everything. And that's what is this so sick to where it's like, really, it's like, it's like, yo, the world is yours at this point. It's like, you guys really know how this Instagram stuff go, this Snapchat stuff, mm -hmm. this other weird or whatever messages, apps that's taking place and the video stuff. Like, you guys are getting that. And you guys are going to be more dangerous when you guys start understanding, like, the advanced nature of this social media with the numbers and the... All of this mm -hmm. stuff. I'm telling you, you guys are lucky. <laughs> Seriously, you guys I are totally lucky, agree. man. You guys are really lucky. 
for real, it's just like you guys are getting it. You guys are getting it. And with your with your beginnings at Universal, what were some of your earliest projects that they had you contribute to, regardless of the role? Mm-hmm. Um, well, right when I, around the time I got hired, we were having these our yearly meetings. So we have a big conference, and that year was in LA. So what we do is basically do like mock marketing presentations, like prototype, and then we pitch it to the label. So some of the executives of the label. So um, I did, um, I helped out with a pitch for Maddie Noyes, who's on Republic Records, mm-hmm. and she actually showed up, which was crazy, mm-hmm. um, and listened to our yeah. like pitch. So we pitched her like, like kind of a vlog tour diary series and stuff like that. And I made a little prototype video with someone who wasn't her, but was a fake version of her. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, as if we're making a TV show of some yeah. kind and like designed the deck and stuff like that. And then we did one for Maggie Rogers. I don't know if you've ever heard of her. Ooh, I heard but, of yeah, yeah. She was the girl who Pharrell listened to her song and then like started crying. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she actually went to NYU. Um, mm. She went to Clive Davis uh, Institute, um, recently graduated from there. So like Excellent. I got to work on a pitch for so her. Yeah. So what's to her. Damn, yeah. that was fresh. It was really cool, and then she was there also. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> both of them showed up. So I just got to pitch like marketing stuff. To yeah, because that's another thing I was about to touch on as well is because I, I think at the time when we met again at Lilyx Pop Up Shop, I was thinking more of you being a part of like the promotions team mm-hmm. or something like that. Because mm-hmm. also some of your pictures on Instagram. I was thinking, oh, she's like part of the promotion team, especially when you had on that fresh ass Def Jam jacket. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, that was she... for fun. Yeah, <laughs> that was me showing. Up. Yeah, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, she's part of like the promotion team and stuff. What so. do you mean by promotion team? Like street no, team? Uh, that and also just online as well. So for somebody, I was just thinking like, yeah, she probably like helps with like promoting along with this like other stuff as well. Uh-huh. So I just thought you was like a person that's wearing multiple hats and stuff. For some reason, that's just how it's quick. Like, I mean, that's accurate. Um, like there is another position within our department that's like co- just like college marketing representative or whatever like with either they do called multi-genre or urban which are like two different markets mm-hmm. um so they will do like the street team stuff and they'll they'll be like posting you know promo stuff i don't normally do that but i mostly do video but that's a aspect of what were some of the earliest lessons you believe you learned from this working for a major record label um, I learned about mostly like the politics of it more than uh, anything and like the yes. etiquette of it more than anything because yeah, it gets real in the field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I just learned that especially in a big company like that, people own other people who own other people That's who right. own other people. Yeah. So it's like everybody's connected. And so if you want to get something approved, it's going to take you a very long time, yeah. which I think is a downside to working for a company like that. Mm-hmm. Because let's say I get an edit. Well, the managers or the marketing people send it to the manager of the artist. The manager of the artist shows the artist. You know, the artist gives their feedback, and then the manager sends it to the marketing people. And then you gotta maybe get it clear with the whole label, and then yeah. it's like before you post anything. So, so it takes a long time. So, I, I think you're kind of held back if you want to innovate at all because it's gonna take you a while. So, you're not gonna be able to move as fast as other people. And you hear that a lot when it comes to artists making projects. Mm-hmm. It's really gotten to the point where in the last few years where a lot of artists are just working at these different paces because either the label's holding them up or they have to do stuff in spite of the label. Mm-hmm. Like you see guys drop multiple tapes a year when they're going on all of these tours and then you find out like 
it's not like really the label supporting them or doing anything. This is mm -hmm. just them having to do it because they have to stay afloat. Right. And it's always just crazy to me. And, you know, we, we talked about it before the show, and it's getting to a point where, especially when you look at music, especially in hip-hop, again, one of the biggest words in hip-hop has been independent. Mm -hmm. And then with that has come, again, people look at Chance the Rapper, oh, he's independent. This guy, oh, he's independent. I mean, salute to my guy Russ. I love Russ. Even saw him at Webster Hall a couple years ago. Oh, independent, this and that. And then you start having people go, well, he's not an independent. He's an industry plant. Mm -hmm. Or he was at, he or she was actually signed to this label, but they had it like this and that. So it's just crazy because the, the bigger point is just, like we talked about, is people just want to hop on the wave. People mm -hmm. want to hop on the independent wave because it just sounds cool. And I'm just not cool with it, man. Like, I'm not <laughs> cool with it as somebody who's really been on it, like, on this wave, regardless of what it is. And Danny here has really done stuff as an independent, and she still is, despite her affiliations. And it's like, why do you think people just want to claim independence so bad, even though they're not? Like, they could easily be dependent <laughs> on others. I feel like it's the same thing where, like, you have those rich people pretending, like, they started from nothing. Yeah. It's, like, a similar thing of, like, mm -hmm. I think as Americans, we want to feel like we made ourselves mm -hmm. instead of, like, being helped out by the system. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's getting more and more popular, like, every day. And I think it's trash. <laughs> I think it's trash because, like, you really take away from those who really started from the bottom and really are by themselves and it like and yeah also if people helped you also you should definitely give yeah, credit to those people because it's, you're not cooler for not taking help i i just think that like and and like when i say like oh it's hard to innovate at labels i don't mean like you don't need them yeah. i mean that like it depends on who you are and where you want to go like it, it it differs like i've seen great teams like there are people who specialize in social media marketing like i think republic's a good example they're really good at social media stuff um, at least from what I've seen, like they know how to make you famous. And so if that's what you want and like you have the, the talent and the skill, then like it might be a good option for you. But what I always say is I would, if I were like starting out as like a musician, I would try to get as much leverage as possible before I go yeah. through independent means before I go to any labels. And that's really the best way to do it as well. Because even when you go to the labels or even outside of music, if you go to any company, I've always said, like, for what I want to do, whether it's with the podcast or with anything I create, I, I would want to be, like, the musician who can work with a label and go, okay, even though I'm associated with you guys, I'm still, I'm still associated under this thing that I built on my own. So I have a distribution deal. And that's a big right. issue among artists. Like, I think, like, the Migos have a distribution deal, you know? I think Yachty's in a similar boat as well, you know? And I think... Artists are just starting to do that because this is what you have to do. Like you want to, yes, work with people and understand people can help you along the way, but you can still help yourself more than anybody else. Right. And you still need to be able to stand on your own two feet because once you go under somebody else's umbrella, and it's just like you have to readjust like a mug. You have to just be completely different, and that's not cool with me, man. Like that's not no no. As Drake told DJ Academics the other week, gotta dip from my live, bro. Like, I don't <laughs> I don't rate you like that, dog. Like I don't rate you like that at all, man, for real. So I just don't really like that. But just to switch it up, talking music, before we really get into the latest music like the latest music news, who are some artists that you rock with on a 
regular basis because I see you you be posting some fire on your snaps when you want to <laughs> and I can tell it's fire because you be going like left to right like hey she ain't posting I get like, really selfish. excited yeah. about certain songs yeah and I'll be like she's selling she ain't posting like she ain't getting no shout out ain't no yada yada by this artist are you talking about like fame like famous songs or like nah just like you play like random records that be hot I'll be like on my snapchat I do yeah you post a couple and it's like yo this is kind of fire I would assume that people wouldn't know those songs well music is big yeah music is big you know what I'm saying and plus we're in the SoundCloud era so you gotta give me the, the, the links like a SoundCloud. Yes. I didn't even think about that. Plus I'm a playlist guy, okay? Same. I'm same. a playlist guy and I'm actually learning how to DJ this year. Like really? I'm really about to because I wanna shut it down. DJ Turtleneck. <laughs> like I told my man. Wait, what did you say? DJ? D DJ Turtleneck. Is that your name or your I'm name? thinking about it. I'm thinking you should about you it. should think about freestyle soccer. Freestyle oh, yo, <laughs> I swear to God, I might take that. I really might. That name's too tough, baby. For real. Freestyle soccer. <laughs> That low key could be a rap name as well. That's so true. You know, I never thought for real. Freestyle soccer is super tough, especially if you're a sports guy. Yeah. Oh. And like it makes God. so much sense. Yo, I'll credit you. <laughs> but yo, but yo. <laughs> so again, but yeah, like I was saying, like what type of records you play? Who's some artists that you listen to? It doesn't just have to be like rap based, but like because we listen to all music over here, we try to. So who's some artists you've been playing? I feel like I'm gonna have to get out my. Oh, uh, she. I always get, I always get so like mm -hmm. nervous for some reason when this question comes up because I doubt my competence. It's serious. But, she brought out the phone. I, I, well, um, Vince Staples because Vince Staples. I'm covering his show on Saturday. So. And I'm there on Friday. Tyler and Vince. Hey, Vince, don't get mad at me, bro. I, I ain't heard you out yet. Ooh. I gotta hear it. I gotta, I gotta hear it. Just so I can be like, word, man, this song is hot. Even though I just heard it for the first time 24 hours ago. But salute to Vince, though. Vince has some funny ass interviews. Yeah, I, some know. Funny interviews. I think I, I saw the uh, Pitchfork one. Yeah. That was hilarious. Mm -hmm. He is funny. He had a great one on the Breakfast Club as well with those Which guys over there. It was with him and uh, it was last summer. He did it with, on the Breakfast Club with Charlamagne the God, DJ Envy, yeah. Angelie. This was like after the album dropped. Wasn't there one where he had like some kind of conspiracy theory? I don't remember what it was, but it was like I think it was him. He had like some conspiracy. I don't remember what it was about. But it was so funny. I was like, okay, so you got Vince. Okay, All right. Let's see. Who I'm else here. is on deck? All right, Amine. Amine, definitely. Okay. Um, he's the one we worked with, so I like. Is I Amine the one with the Carolina record? Yep. That thing. Yeah, yep, that record was yep. hot last year. That record was hot. Keep going. All the yellow, yellow yep. colors. Um, definitely always ASAP Rocky. Been a fan for a while. I'm uh, interested in ASAP Rocky. So I ain't gonna front. I feel like ASAP Rocky's been breaking for the last couple of years. Yeah. I haven't been rocking. I haven't been messing with Rocky since what was the project called? If you know it, it was a. Uh, it had Phoenix. It had effing problems. That one. Oh, train. um, um, um. Was it Long Live Rocky? Yeah. It might long, be like it was yeah, 2013. Yeah, like something. Yeah. Yep. Like oh, 11 to 13. I, I was really loving Rocky. That's when I first became a fan. I was in high yeah. school. Pesos came out and that record's classic. I be that pretty mother. I yeah, no, no, well. sure. Okay, I right, see so why Rocky. We split there. Okay. All right. So Vince, Amini, Rocky. Okay. Vic Mensa. Vic Mensa. Salute to Vince. I saw Vince perform. No, I saw Vic perform with Hove at at Barclays. I was at the J yeah. concert, so I saw him perform. 
His album was dope. I can't front. That performance convinced me to listen to it. Because he was another artist. I had never heard a second of his music before. Really? Interesting. Yeah. I just heard, like, I just heard of him. But keep it going, okay? Okay, so I do listen to Post Malone. Post is fresh. He's coming out with a new song on Friday. I can't wait. And I have already heard it. That is fresh. <laughs> is it with Ty Dolla Sign? Yeah. Mm, and I actually so heard, nice. I heard the song in October. Okay. At our meetings, because they played a bunch of songs for us that were going to come out because they like, wanted feedback and like, other mm. stuff. But what's interesting to me is apparently that means they've been sitting on this song since October because they're waiting for yeah. the right time to put a it A lot out. of artists these days, side note, hold on to a lot of music. Like, yeah. Like, artists have records in the stash, so they just wait on it. Mm-hmm. But I, I love Post Malone. Stoney was a very dope project to me. It made my list for, uh, like favorite albums of like basically 2017 because mm-hmm. I think it, it came out like late December of 2016 so I couldn't really put it in 16 so I carried it over in 17. Yeah you know something interesting about that album that I heard is that apparently it ranks really high on albums that people will just listen all the way through mm-hmm. rather it than does. just pick songs. It's a very like, cohesive like project. They, Sony's very cohesive. Yeah so that's that's one of the strengths of that album I've heard like based on like the data and stuff. Yeah um, it's a very cohesive project. I was very proud of them. And I remember that night vividly where it dropped because that was the same night J. Cole dropped. Really? And I remember from the early returns on the timeline, mm-hmm. people was messing with Post's project a lot more than Cole's. Mm-hmm. And people, I think, for the most part, still feel that way. Cause that I, was the one that he didn't promote, right? Yeah, that was the one he just dropped. Yeah, Cole just dropped Four Your Eyes Only randomly. Mm-hmm. And I think, because I think it had maybe like up to like a, maybe a week of promo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think the week beforehand, he dropped the pre-order. And then, yeah, because people was joking on him on Twitter about that, like, really, for your eyes only. And the way he stylized mm-hmm. it was very similar to Tupac. But how Tupac was stylized, like, for like, the number four, your eyes only, yeah, like, yeah. the type of writing. But, but post, that project was very dope. Like, that really was one of the top projects in 2017. Mm-hmm. And salute to Tank, who produced uh, Rockstar. Yep. You know, I don't know Tank personally, but I know folks I know Tank because they worked with him from like mm-hmm. in back in Westchester. Mm-hmm. So I salute to Tank for that, man. He really blew up after that record. Yeah. But keep going. It's a great You're song. like five for five. Well, I feel like I'm the kind of person where I don't like like I just talk about listening to album all the I don't normally do that. I like hop around okay. and like make a playlist that's like a mix of a bunch of stuff. So I'm trying to find people that are consistent. Mm-hmm. I've listened to a lot of Chloe and Hallie. I don't know if you know okay. them. Okay, I, I don't. They're signed to Parkwood. Beyonce Parkwood. herself. Oh, yeah, I know Parkwood. Yeah, Beyonce. Yep. Beyonce. Beyonce signed them based off a YouTube cover. Okay. They're two young girls. They so were, so they're on uh, Grownish, the new TV show. Grown, wow. They, they, they play the two twins. Oh, okay. So okay. I saw, I heard a talk from them. I filmed it, and so then I list, started listening to them, and I really like their like stuff. It's very yeah. different. So okay, okay. So that's that's what I've been into. I'm you trying to find something that's a little different. So something else is I I met these guys, Greta Van Fleet. They're like a rock. I've heard band. of them. I've heard of them. They're like they're like a like a rock band, mm-hmm. like straight up. And I normally yeah. don't listen to that kind of music, but I met them and interviewed all them. They were mm-hmm. super nice. And so I checked out their album and it's really good. Like I'm not mm-hmm. only someone who's like rocking out on rock radio or anything mm-hmm. like that, but like I totally <laughs> love their album. It's so good. Yeah, that, that's some good music. That yeah. is some good music. I like the taste. Thank you. Um, <laughs> for real. Vic's album I liked. I liked, I just really love Post's album. For me, my music taste is just, if, if I have to go off top, Mm-hmm. I'm definitely gonna miss out because I bounce around with so many new records, Same. especially on SoundCloud. <laughs> like I have mm-hmm. a lot of new records on SoundCloud, but I'll say off top, 
Rex Orange County. I love Rex Orange County. He was on uh, Tyler's last album, Flower mm -hmm. Boy. And he has a couple of dope records. He has one record, uh, Love It Ain't Easy. Mm -hmm. It's a good record. Um, he has another one. I forgot the name of it. But his voice is awesome. Um, of course, the OBO guys, man. Maji Jordan. I love mm -hmm. those guys. Division. My boy Baca. My boy Wills, if he was here, I'd put him on the Baca. <laughs> Baca's going to hit in 2018. 2017, he had some hits. Money in the Bank. Uh, know My Name. Uh, free, free, free. There's a guy, I think his name was like Trinidad or something. Not Trinidad James, but he used to write a name, Jennifer. Trinidad Cardona. Yeah. Jennifer! Yeah, we got to meet him too. He, that record's hard. He is so energetic, because I saw him like perform at our meetings. Mm -hmm. I feel like everyone like, mm -hmm. talking about it, but like, yep. like he was there and he's just so like... Yeah, Jennifer. he's a great performer. Jennifer was dope. Like I said, Tyler's last album, I like, that is my favorite Tyler album. Flower Boy. Yeah. Like, I'm telling people, like, Flower Boy, I'm so happy I've been listening. I've been listening to it a lot recently. Mm -hmm. Like, in, co in, like, its full version. It's, to me, very cohesive. And I just liked how... I just, like, I, I, I just thought it was clear. You know, I thought it was just very clear. I didn't think there was this clear agenda to be, like, freaking weird and trying right. to get some that. Right. It was just yeah. straightforward. Give me raps, give me singing, give me this great execution on a production. And his interview, I don't know if you like watching interviews, but watch his interview with uh, Jared, Jared Carmichael, who's like a well-known stand-up comedian. But um, yeah, man, so I just listen, of course, but everybody knows like I listen to a ton of Drake, so I'm mm -hmm. always happy about Drake. Doesn't everyone listen to Yeah, top, but this. I think it's like everyone's top artist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like you. Jersey. Okay, but you have a sort of connection. Yeah. That's my guy right there. Uh, Black Boy JB, he's responsible if you've seen it online, the shoot dance. Shoot, shoot, shoot. I don't think shoot. so. You never heard that record with the dance? You never seen the dance where people are like this? Shoot. I don't think so. It's kind of like the hidden folk, but it's like, shoot. Look up Black Boy JB. That's him. Black Boy. Black Boy JB. JB. Shoot. It's a crazy record. You have to, uh -oh. you have to send me like, yep. a playlist or like, like, you're listening a bunch of stuff that I want to look up. Yeah, so Black Boy's from Memphis. He's like 21. And I think he's basically signed to OVO. Mm. His record looked alive. Like, literally came out. Like, the video came out. 20 million views within like a week and a half. And it debuted number six on Billboard. Mm -hmm. And he's like the first artist since Will Smith. Like, first single <laughs> ever to debut. Power Drake. Oh, did you get the chance to see the guys playing video? Uh, I saw some clips from it. Like, I saw him giving people... Don't money. see some clips. You gotta watch the whole thing, Danny. I always do that one. That video is hard. Oh, okay. It's easily... It, it was like... It trended on Twitter for like two days in the top three. Yeah. That video was crazy. It's easily Drake's best and most influential video ever. And they I gave away the whole... They gave away the whole video budget. The video budget was close to a million dollars. Literally four dollars... Oh, so oh. the money was from... He donated the whole oh. video budget. 996000 and some change. And it's like him. I, I don't want to spoil it, but you'll see what yeah. he did. But salute to my friends. I have friends that go to University of Miami that saw Drake that day. And I was like... Yeah, no, one of my coworkers was on set of the video shoot, apparently. Like, he somehow finagled his way onto the set. Mm -hmm. So he was, he was so fun. Yeah, but yeah, it's just a lot of new music. I also listen to a lot of upcoming artists from where I'm from as well. Cause there's a lot of upcoming artists where I'm from that's dope, and 
Wills, he's going to be putting together very soon. I'm not going to say very soon, but soon. He's going to be putting together like a showcase. Mm-hmm. So that's what I want to tell people when they see this. Wills is going to put together a showcase. Definitely let us know who's talented. We're not doing none of that whack stuff. Talent. My <laughs> man's putting it together. You know, we're trying to make this thing right. But I just, I just love music, man. I just, I, I, after the show, I, I'm going to show you all of my, <laughs> all of the records that I have. Oh, yeah, I just started playing the new Tory Lanez last night. Yeah. I started playing the new Tory, 2 Change EP, mm-hmm. Mad Stuff. I just got Mad Stuff on my phone. I just, like, love music. <laughs> I tell people all the time, if you see me walking with my beats down the street, chances are you're not going to get my attention. Uh-huh. <laughs> Same. Yeah, because I'm, like, I'm literally locked in. And I tell people, one of the best feelings ever is when your music is hitting so good that it feels like you're in a movie. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Like, that, to me, is, like, one of the best feelings ever. Yeah. Like, my, I had an experience like that where I was in Philly a couple months ago, and I walked to Temple. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, an hour walk from my bus station, and my music was hitting. It was hitting. <laughs> Two Chain, Future, everybody was hitting. Like, oh, my God. You know, even playing the young guy, Justin Bieber, hitting. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. And it's a salute to JB, man. I hope JB come back seriously. I need some music mm. from the young guy, man. I mean, if Selena's gonna bring us some more music from him, then I'm. I'm just don't, just don't distract my man. So, <laughs> you feel me? Because purpose was dope. Oh, I gotta tell you, let's talk about concert experiences. Uh-huh. I'm gonna let you know my two biggest heartbreaks in the last year. Some change. Okay. It still hurts my heart to talk about it. Okay. October 2016, I had my Drake ticket set for when he goes to Barclays. Mm-hmm. Night before, I get an email from Ticketmaster. I'm eating a great dinner, great day mm-hmm. of work. I remember this vividly. It was a Tuesday night. Email from Ticketmaster. Concerts canceled because Drake injured his ankle a few days ago performing. No. I almost cried in public. <laughs> I swear to God, I almost cried in public. And then last summer... Day before, Justin Bieber cancels on me. I was going to go to the Purpose store. I didn't care. Right. Wasn't he, like, tired or something? Something like, I was something. tight. I was so, especially for Drake. Like, I literally almost cried. I was like, I haven't seen performance in So Far Gone. Right. I, I remember seeing him perform during the So Far Gone days with Lil Wayne on Lil Wayne's America's Most Wanted Tour Mm -hmm. in like Niagara Falls or somewhere. (laughs) This is back when like Nicki Minaj wasn't even Nicki Minaj. She just got like five minutes on stage to perform. And Nicki Minaj make some noise. (laughs) And I saw Ty in them. What was your best and worst concert experience or experiences? If you could think of it. Best and worst. Um... I can think of one that was kind of disappointing. I saw 21 Savage. At... Why would you want to see 21 Savage? No, no, no. Listen. Listen. So what's 21, but he's trash. I saw 21 Savage at NYU was having like this concert. It was like a 10 or $15 concert. It was okay. like, and it was like, and then there were some like yeah. NYU artists who were going to be there. So I went. I mean, I don't know anything. I just like some of his songs, but I was very excited. I will admit it. It was just... It was one of those things. It was one of those things where like he had like six or seven other people up there with him. And yeah. I was like, I was like, who's doing what? Like what? Yeah, it's and it was like I don't even know. Like three, like three songs max. Like it was a recording of the song. I'm pretty sure just playing, and then he was like yelling. Yeah. And I was like, I'm so sad. But like, I don't really want to say that on record because uh, I'm a little scared of talking about Savage. 
Hi. Um, I reserved this at one, but we don't need it quite yet, so I'll sure. wait out here and then if people want to show up. Okay, we're almost done anyway. Okay. Yep. Thanks. Do you want to hold up? Yeah, she came in on time too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But yeah, mm -hmm. sad. Did I put the audio? Okay, cool. Everybody can start again. Sweet. But yeah, I don't know why you would. I would never pay to see Tony Jack. I wouldn't pay to see the Migos. I've seen Migos performances online, mm -hmm. and like the energy isn't there. Mm. It's just that boosh or whatever the hook, and like they're all standing in the same spot. Right. I couldn't do it. Like I really, I really don't have a long list of artists who I want to see perform. Me either. No, I would see like Beyonce, and that's basically it. Yeah. Because, like, for me, it's, like, about being that close to the person. Or, like, like I prefer intimate venues. And if yeah. the artist is too big to have an intimate venue experience, then it's just not worth it to me. Like, to pay so much money and then, like, have to watch them on the screen or whatever. Mm -hmm. And what, what other experience do you have? Honestly, in the last couple of years, I've only gone to concerts for work. Okay. <laughs> so I can't really think of anything. Like, I normally just go to, like, smaller concerts. But I can think of... A time where I was gonna uh, see Seth Rogen and James Franco do a press tour for uh, the interview that okay. got canceled also the day before because North Korea threatened war. So yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I'm trying to tell people, man, we don't, we're not in a position where we really want to smoke with people. Like we really don't, we really don't. The best show I've ever gone to was Dave Chappelle last August. Really, Dave Chappelle at Radio City. I saw Dave Chappelle, John Mayer, John Stewart, Hannibal Burris. Nice. Um, Chance the Rapper performed. And he's a good performer. I can't front. He was a good performer. He, he did some his thing on that stage. He, some people have it and some people don't. But yeah, my list was pretty short on that. But before we wrap this up, you know, Danny, you, despite being at a young age, you, you worked very hard. You've accomplished a lot. And I already know it's just going to continue. So where do you, no problem, where do you see yourself just in the near future with all of this, you know? Uh, well, like you mentioned at the beginning, I am making a film this spring. That's so right. ideally, it's going to be up to the caliber where I'm going to be doing the festival. Is it, sorry if I get the name wrong. Is it called Grace? It's called By Grace. By Grace, okay. By Grace, yeah. So basically, uh, ideally, after we shoot, like around this time next year, I'll be doing, like, submitting to festivals. And ideally, I'll be making, like, the big festival rounds. I'm going to apply to all the big ones. I don't know what's going to happen because hey, there's, like, a 1% like chance. But hopefully, that'll be happening. And then, honestly, other than that, I'm just going to be trying to make my own stuff and live off it. So. Got to. <laughs> hey, we're in the same boat. I'm in a position where... I spent the last four to five years just building a foundation with what I wanted to do with whether it's launching this podcast two, over two years ago mm -hmm. or what I've been doing as an independent writer for like the last five years. I've just spent all of these years just building a foundation and, you know, a, a, a piece of advice that I would give to you, even though, of course, it's, it's a little bit different with what you're creating. It's something I go by when it comes to creating and releasing stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I always say your visibility is your greatest ability. And I try to tell people, you know, that look, man, I understand we're at a time where people just go viral all the time mm -hmm. and people just blow up off of one thing or whatever. But not everybody's going to be like that. Mm -hmm. And I always mention how to like creators that we connect with on like YouTube or SoundCloud, I'm like, what is always the one common thing that we've that we experienced with all of them that made us bigger and bigger fans of them that made us want to follow them or subscribe to them 
It was the fact that after we discovered that one thing about them, we went on their page and we realized, wow, this person has a ton of stuff. Mm -hmm. So you went on YouTube and you discovered that this person had so many funny videos and you messed around and spent two hours watching this person's videos. Right. Or you went on this person's SoundCloud page and you messed around and listened to like three projects mm -hmm. and you just became invested. Mm -hmm. And what I want people to do, whether it's with the podcast or anything I do, I want people to when they have that moment to where they connect with me and they see that I have stuff for them to view, they just keep going and going and it just enriches our relationship. And so that's one thing that I will tell you, even though, again, it's a little different because you're doing long form videos and you're doing movies. It's just, again, that even though, of course, you have your own due process and your own creative process, again, your visibility is your greatest ability. You got to give people things to check for. Mm -hmm. So many people in our generation, man, this is the God I serve. So many people, see, I have friends that are musicians, I work with musicians. So many people are like, man, like nobody don't want to check for me. And I go, bro, or even go, sis, you got to give people a reason to check for you. Mm -hmm. First of all, like you're not at a point where, again, I'll go back to music, let's say like a Drake, and you're here where Drake can go away literally for like a year or two. And people will still check for him. So when he comes back, people will check for him. You're not at that point. You've got to get to the point where you're giving people a reason to want to check for you so you can eventually rise up and be in that position. Mm -hmm. Not many people understand that as just creators. Mm -hmm. So when they take a break or if they just slack off and they have to restart again, they screw up. Right. And not it's suddenly hard. That's when if you want to hit, like, a lot of that is luck and timing. Yeah. So you might as well just put out as much as you possibly can. Yeah, just build up the numbers. I tell right. people, I don't care if my article or this video or whatever gets 500 views. 500 is better than zero. Right, and there might be one person who read out of the 500 that's like gonna be crucial to your future either. Exactly, you know? so you might as well. So your, vis your visibility is your greatest ability. I'm excited about this film. Like I said, I've been sharing a link. I'm definitely going to help with the cause. You know what I'm saying? I can say it because you're younger than me. Because you know, I'm out here helping out the mother freaking youth. You know, I'm putting in my cause. You got, you feel me? I gotta do it. But for real, Danny, thank you once again for coming on the podcast. I'm happy you made this happen. You know, folks, again, recording this from We Work at Bryan Park. The boys finally got a city location doing big men things around here. Don't, don't ask to come on unless we talked about this. <laughs> but Danny, anything else you want to tell the people? Um, follow me on Twitter. No, um, <laughs> uh, follow me on Twitter at djuls, D-J-U-H-L-S. That's um, right. And don't even make me go-go. That's, that's right. Absolutely. <laughs> that is the latest episode of Foreside. Artist signing off, Danny signing off, Will's here in spirit. And of course, like I've been doing, free GS9, free Bobby Smurdy. You already know I got to end this off. Ah, ah, ah. Talk to you guys later. Awesome. You did it. <laughs>